Yeah, kind of. I meant to do more research on uh, Miami, but I didn't. We can cover that. I don't really have that intense of a rundown. I am recording now, though. Okay. <laughs> trash him. Uh, what about... Do you love your opportunity? Uh, do you see that Leal and Pizarro might be able to play? No. God damn it, dude. Why are you even... I started playing your, this like the other day. What is what is the point of you? <laughs> I got you there. Like, you got it. You're you, clear, damn, you seem like you're I on top fucking, of things. I think I fucking pay attention. I um, think you're feeling. I think you you're doing research and trying to plan and no, compensate on, for your piss poor performance. I'm just on Twitter last time. time out. Was it that bad? You. I mean, I saved it and made it funny by turning it into a bit about making fun of you. But yeah, you truly were very very invested into a time and not very invested in the pod. I mean, that was on you. To be honest. It was on me for scheduling the Dolphins game at that time. For scheduling their pod at the Dolphins schedule that had been scheduled for, like, well, technically, like... I'll forgive you because you, you already months. seem pretty on top of it tonight, and you have full-size Reese's Cup, so this is my second one. Um, two had a good game, though. The yeah. game Annie had a good game this week. Dolphins. Oh, that was one fun thing about Sunday was uh watch the end of that Cardinals game. Yeah. <laughs> that was nuts. Oh, yeah, that was a good fucking game. That I was have crazy. A, I, so, I, Kyler was my keeper... And I reached yeah, on too. I reached on DeAndre because I wanted to have like I like having like a wide receiver QB combo because if you get the touchdown it's like fifteen points. So I like I took I think DeAndre is like the second. When it's nice, it's nice, and when when the yeah. quarterback doesn't have a bad game, it means the wide receiver doesn't have a bad doesn't have a good game either. Yeah, I think I took DeAndre as like the third wide receiver, um, but like I think I left out Tyreek Hill and like Devontae Adams just because I really wanted DeAndre Hopkins. Well, he's also go, a fun uh, wide receiver to have. Like, I wanted to go so f- through the U.S. men's national team games. Yeah. Did you watch the second one? Yeah, I watched them both. Were you watching them both? Yeah. I want to talk about it. Then I had news, which I was just going to talk about. Godoy and Leal getting called up. I want to share my... Well, Godoy didn't get called up. He did, and then he got hurt. Then he got hurt, yeah. That's... I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, well, now... He didn't, because... So now they're... Which I, oh, fuck it. I, I, I can just wait. drop it we'll in off, up top. We'll it's wait. Paradise Pod. What you already wait? know. Don, what's going on? How much, man? I don't <laughs> know, did I even do that last episode? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully we can get away from it. It's definitely run its course. Has it? Yeah. Well, I just I don't know of any other way to start the show anymore. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's going to... It's kind of going to keep though. doing it until it comes back to back on course. Like pitchers have a thing they'll do before they throw the ball. Or, um, you know, all the all the great athletes... Um, like before people do the free throw, they'll do like the whatever. And that's our, uh, it puts that's you our, in the zone. That's so that's kind of like, what's up, Don? Not much, man. Not that's much. for me. Uh, yeah. No, it'll get back on course, I think. Well, we promised it. So, of course, we're here to discuss uh, the U.S. men's national team camp in Europe. That's it. That's the only thing we're discussing. And that's it. That's Nothing the only thing we're about. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, and then we'll do a we brief preview. start with Nashville, to be honest, and then go okay. to U.S. Men's National Team. All right, you're doing the thing now. You're overcompensating for your for your poor performance. In no, the, I'm just saying, like, it is, in a the last SC, outing. it is a Nashville SC podcast. So you go ahead. You're doing the thing where you run. Go ahead. Do your, take the running order. No, let's do your thing. I'm just saying reverse the order and start with Nashville. We'll start with Nashville. Okay. we got what, a playing game coming up. Do you consider this to be a playoff game? Like when Karen's asking me, like, what's going on, like with the Nashville game, I say basically we're in the playoffs. Yeah, I think, I think I will only 
like it doesn't feel like one but because i was such like it feels a, like one to me like <clears throat> because i was such i was very adamant when like hockey did the play-in games for the playoffs that those were actually playoffs um because i was very annoyed at how they did the draft lottery like including teams in those yeah um so I feel like I'd be hypocritical of like to be like, no, this playing game's not a playoff. Actually, it doesn't feel like it, but um, it, I mean, it it basically is, I guess. The yeah. nice thing is we would have made the playoffs proper, right? Where do we finish? Seventh. So we would have made the playoffs yeah, okay proper. So we'll count it. Which lets it, yeah, which kind of makes you feel better about calling it a playoff game. Yeah, um, it feels like the like plans for like the March Madness, a little bit. Yeah. Like you feel like you're like. Yeah, kind of there, but you didn't get in. You didn't get in. It's literally the same thing. It is, Um, but yeah, no, I'll I'll say it counts. I'll Um, count it. Yeah, so we're in. Yeah, we're playing Inter Miami uh, counterpart in expansion dome this year. The two teams were already gonna kind of be intertwined in our memories as the kind of fitting the two expansion franchises of of 2020, Um, and and now they play each other. In a playing game, it's it's narratively it's it's nice, yeah. And they're teams that were constructed differently, and their seasons kind of went flip flopped. I think to what people expected, right? I think we've probably finished more in the position that Miami was maybe expected to, and they have struggled a bit more in the way that people thought we would. That's fair. Um, I think, and I don't catch a lot of Miami games, so it's. But from what my understanding is, they did pick up towards the end of the year. Back kind of where they ex- were expected to. You would think so because, yeah, they made this their was, two. They were they were they were you know, they kept giving off the impression that they were going to be signing like these big names. They got linked with like Griezmann and like some yeah, names that were it, crazy. When, when no one started, it was like rumor for like Griezmann. It was like fucking uh, messy. Edison. I think people like unironically well, like linked. Me- okay, if, in the future, yeah, like, yeah, he's going to come here in, like, when he's like thirty-seven or. But whatever. he he has said he wanted to play in the MLS. But it just speaks to like the yeah bombacity of yeah. what people predicted for I'll, Miami. I'll say that I was the one that brought up the messy thing, but it was more of a like eventually he'll get here because he loves Miami, and he had said he wants to play in the MLS, mm-hmm. but. Before, but they had like you weren't the they, only one though. They were like rumor with Griezmann, and I remember being rumor with Cavani, who's now like playing for Man U. So it's yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think like maybe a couple others. Yeah, they just it was a bunch of rumors, and then they ended up with Pizarro, who's a nice we, player. Yeah, um, I mean he's not Cavani or like Griezmann, but no. I don't think they got anyone near that tier of player. No, they didn't. Even the guys, the big names, the names that sort of everybody knew that they eventually did sign, were still not of that tier. Yeah. Um, not, I Blaise Matuidi, um, we watched, he made his debut in MLS against, against us. Yeah. us. Um, and then I haven't I haven't caught him playing for, for them since. I haven't seen, watched Miami, I don't think, since they played us. Um, but I think that he was already a little past it. I don't think yeah, that he was. I, I wasn't familiar with plays Matuidi it wasn't like he was signed. coming in at like a peak age yeah I didn't pay much attention I mean I had someone I'd read that he was on the uh French national team when they won the world cup so I mean right that, that kind of level I mean, he's, um, he's been at the highest level for sure but I think yeah. he he wasn't playing at that yeah. level and then anymore I don't maybe I'm mistaken on that because he you know I think it doesn't was, sound like it. I mean I, it kind of feels like if you're going to I think Iguain was kind of the same situation like these guys really felt like they're more so on the downturn of their career. Yeah, I think Igor. Which is what you way. always get with designated players coming over from Europe, coming into MLS. But people talked about Miami like it was gonna be something different. Like they're gonna be getting like PK age Griezmann type guys. 
Yeah. It's just like, no, you fucking didn't. You got nowhere close to that. I feel like they will eventually. Maybe like, COVID just, maybe yeah. smartly they said, now is not the time to do it. Let's sort of appease people's want yeah. of like a DP. It, it just feels like, like with between some lower level guys. Being a city of Miami and like having David Beckham, it just feels like it's inevitable that they're going to get guys still in their prime that like should be playing in Europe, which is probably really good for the league. I mean, it's going to suck for like the Nashvilles and the Cincinnati's, but like. What if after this whole season of watching Nashville now, this whole regular season, would you trade the like structure of this club for that of Miami? Would you, would you trade our our gm and owners and like the 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 squad building of this team for david beckham and what miami has currently like right now no but But long term yes yeah long term yeah i mean again i i think it's just inevitable before they start like actually getting really really good i don't think matweedy and iguain was probably like in their like top 10 to 15 players that they probably were like looking for is getting these like older guys from europe outside of like ibrahimovic is that even really the way forward anymore for like Rudy building a team around good. designated players in the U.S.? Rooney was good, but D.C., I don't think they did much it, with him. I don't think it is in like the I mean, same. he was great yeah, I don't for think D.C. The, I caught him a few times for them. Again, I, I don't think the like older Europeans is the way to go, but like my argument is I don't think Miami's going to be that. I think they're going to be able to get guys that have the talent. So that, like could be still be playing. In, like, it's just because of this weird-ass year that they're yeah, not Yeah, and it just that. probably takes a couple years for like – I mean, let Beckham get under a couple years under his belt before he, like... But I, I think they'll get guys that, like, should be playing in the Premier League or La Liga um, that will want to come here. Because fucking... I mean, almost, like, so many European, like, soccer professional athletes own houses in Miami. Like, yeah, I think it's a pretty popular... Yeah. Yeah. It's like, It's got kind of a European vibe, I think. And obviously, yeah. it's a beach town. I think Florida is a popular vacation. A popular yeah. holiday destination for... They, Europeans, yeah, they love Miami and people that are working there. A matter of time, and I mean, they have the money to do it and blow money. Will it be on a different level to what like the Galaxy have done? Yeah, I think this is good. I think Miami because they'll get younger guys. Yeah, I think there will be younger guys that should like still Premier League level or La Liga level, Hmm. which is again, it hopefully is good for the league and like forces other teams to like start spending a little bit more money, maybe. it's just going to suck for like the Nationals and Cincinnati's where we saw it to like money ball it basically. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I mean, LA is going to be able to attract people. I think uh, it's not the only way like the New York you can well. have success in this league, though. It's not all from what I can tell. I'm, I am far you're from an compar- MLS I think expert. You're, I think you're comparing it to like the old Europeans that are like past their prime that are like coming here for retirement. Right. Compared, I know you're saying it's going to be a different yeah, animal, I'm going to say it's, but some yeah. of those guys have been like that is one way you can be successful if you get the right guys. Like Robbie Keane for the Galaxy, perfect, amazing yeah. signing. I think Beckham actually did kind of pan out and do some. They won a, a couple, I think. Yeah, he was really good for Galaxy they in won. LA. I mean, but you don't have to build around those types of guys. There, there are teams that have DPS that were not like highly touted going in that were younger, like the Atlanta United model, which we said at the beginning of the season. I would. I would rather follow that because I think it's more sustainable. Yeah, I think, but it's still MLS level. Like you oh, look Jesus at like Christ, man, come on. <laughs> he changed the channel. Okay. Oh my God. Ah. It's Tosh Porno. Ah. Ah. That's gross. Ooh. <laughs> Put on some action. Put on some action. Sorry, I guess we maybe should have said uh, 
it's what day is it tuesday 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 um right so i had a point that i was trying to make before you i'm sorry out. what were you talking oh i was saying That's on uh, me. you're like the the atlanta united model but i think i mean you can look at like Ibrahimovic who's still kill, like killing Syria. You can do it either way as but long as you, look you at make, like, as long as you got more hits than misses. But you look at Almiron, who is great for Lenny United and has done nothing in the Premier League. Oh, he's been okay for new he's yeah. He I think they like him a lot. It seems like they I saw, like last him a time lot. I looked he had like zero I think he's he doesn't put zero up goals. Big numbers. He scored more in MLS for some reason. Yeah. Um I think they like him though. But and when you watch him for Newcastle, he's yeah. the same buzzy. I'm a account. huge fan of his. But that yeah. was my point with like I guess my point was like that Atlanta model works in the MLS because the quality of competition is a lot lower than other leagues. Once Miami is able to bring in better Europeans than like retirement level, then I think that's going to be a lot better than the Atlanta United model. Well, well, after their season this year and Nashville season, what do you, what do you expect? Who's the favorite in this game? Nashville playing at I home think Nashville is. where despite, you know, the lack of a crowd, which might be a little bigger crowd than we thought. And we can get to that in a little bit. Um, Nashville, I haven't looked at any of the lines yet, but I would say Nashville's probably a favorite. Yeah, I think Nashville. We got to be the a, a, a half a goal favorite at home. Yeah, I think we're probably the favorite. I mean, we've we've won once. And did we draw the other one? And we should probably play. I don't know. I then again, I could see just because of the way people will bet on it, I could see maybe us being a home dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, that seems like the type of shit that that would fucking happen. I'm not that it should matter, not that I should care, but you know, I'm this is feeling, a gambling podcast now, so right, that's yeah. how we look at things. I'm not feeling confident about the game. I think we are the better team and we've showed it both games that we've played and I think it's just the recent run that we've been on has like made me worried about like that what, win on the final day has papered over some cracks. If that had even just still been a draw or what it deserved to be, which is a loss, you would have said we went out with three bad results on the skid. And definitely seemed to not be playing as well yeah. towards the end of the and season. And even then, like that was a bad game seventy, eighty minutes in until yep. No, we deserved to lose we didn't deserve we to win that game. Yeah. So like But it changes your perception of the season. I guess you're saying maybe it shouldn't. Oh shit, Kermit Davis. Test positive. Oh nice. Um That's not good. No, we <laughs> like Kermit Davis. Uh no, I think like um I'm wondering like it just it always felt like we were doing really, really well, but it always felt like it would eventually regress to the main. Like we never knew if like this is who we are, and it kind of sucks because we—I don't think we've ever had like a full healthy team to like actually see what we are. So we always like we were doing well, but it always felt like are we overperforming? And then the last three games are really bad, and I'm like, shit! Like, is this are we regressing to the mean, or are we just underperforming? I think we were underperforming because I didn't like any of the lineups. I think in any of those games, so like. Even when we got some good results, though, really good results. No, I meant the last three games. I didn't like. Yeah, the last three games, I think were rough. Yeah, so like, I think it depends on. uh, Are we going to see that team, or are we going to see the two teams that we saw throughout the whole season? I'm hoping because based on the evidence of the whole season, Nashville's better. And when we matched up with Miami, I thought we looked better. Yeah, I did too. Um, I don't know. Having Mukhtar, I think, might change everything. So, I think maybe I'm a, a little pessimistic because we were seeing a team without Mukhtar. That is the thing I think that you can take some confidence from the final game of the regular season from, despite the fact that we got outplayed and we're kind of lucky to get the win. It was deserved in a sense because the introduction of Hani Mukhtar seemed to completely shift it. And if we have... So the last two times we've seen Mukhtar out now, he had a league player of the week performance. 
and then he got hurt for like what four or five games he, we didn't even see him in, on the bench um then he comes off the bench in the in the final game and completely shifts the entire game wins i mean not single-handedly but i mean it just made a such a marked difference and we and we we pulled a win out of our ass yeah so that's the last two times we've seen him but i think he also won team of the week for the 20 minutes that he, he played 20 minutes and I think he got did team he of got the team of the week yeah and then the performance the last time we'd seen him before that he also was injury week, yeah he was no he was player of the week oh, player of the week yeah, yeah. the um, best fucking player in the league yeah but that's kind of nuts that he plays 20 minutes and he's team of the week <laughs> yeah um but um, zimmerman is up for MLS defender of the year yeah he probably won't get it but i think that. he's i think people are hot on this mark mckenzie from philadelphia philadelphia which philadelphia is everybody's kind of darling right now yeah I feel. I think we're we could give anybody problems. Yeah, and, I, and we've said that. All, I don't think there's anyone in this league that I I think would like, just by nature of of who they are and who we are, would like that I would be scared to play yeah. or that I would like no would like wipe us off the yeah. face of the field. Put, we got a chance against anybody. I put money on Nashville winning it. Yeah, you put a future on Nashville winning. Yeah, it was the too entire, good. It was way too good of odds to like not put at least like I think I put twenty bucks on it. You put twenty. <laughs> well, how long are the odds? Like ridiculous odds. Hold on, let me pull it up. Bad, bad radio. I put yeah, yeah whatever. Um, <laughs> just cut this out. I put a dollar on Derrick Henry to win uh, MVP. Did you? It paid off like ninety so, bucks. So Nashville future is twelve thousand five hundred plus twelve thousand five hundred. So I put twenty and I get uh, two point five grand. Oh my god! I might do that too. I yeah. might put. I mean, ten bucks on whatever. It. It's twenty bucks, and they like, could. And again, we. So funny too for anyone that like listened to. I was like, I don't. We were talking like last time we recorded about like sports gambling. I was like, it's crazy that you like would bet even on your teams at all or against them or like in games that they play in. And now I'm like, yeah, I'll put twenty bucks on a future. Yeah, like a wild fucking future. Our group of them. friends, I think, might have a problem. Yeah, I'm worrying about everybody. Yeah, I've I've won one bet. Jared started. Well, Jared was uh, Jared retired. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he was like, bad. He said, "If if things don't go my way this weekend, or like through the he'll, game last night, he was like, this could be my retirement weekend. He'll be back." And he got he'll, out of our like gambling group text that he started. He's no, like, "I'm done." He'll be back. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. There's no way you can't. Get he'll back. be back for sure. Um, but now that well, and I guess he's not in Tennessee. But I'll say now that it's legal, he like retires. But no, he prefers to do it uh by more dubious means. Yeah, I have I've won one bet. Have you cashed out yet bets. at all? I'm thinking about. I'm I'm already over it. I'm no. already betting less than I. I've um, started to do less. When like when I first started, I was like, yeah, twenty dollars here, a hundred dollar bet here. Like I've I've now cooled off. I and never like, got to that point. I'm now cooled off, and I'm like, all right, here's a ten dollar bet. Here's a five dollar bet. Yeah. Um, I did bet. I did, yeah. I may have some bad bets looking back at this. It is nice. Um, we're also breaking the rule of we said that no one gives a fuck about your gambling and wants to hear about yeah. it, but it still has novelty to me and it's new to us, but it, it's already going away for me. Like, I, I'll think I'll keep some money in there because it is nice when you, like, are just, there's watching, you're watching a game that you don't care about because there's nothing on and it's just sports. And it's just like, I need a rooting interest. So I'll put, you know, $5 on, like, this team in the over or something like uh, that. Now, and we kind of talked in our gambling group, like, I'm really into like anytime scoring touchdown bets now and just doing like a parlay of like eight players. That stupid part of your brain tapped into the exact same <laughs> stupid part of my brain because you're you were like, like yeah, every weekend I'm going to put $10 on an eight player touchdown parlay. 
And yeah. when it hits, it's going to be like, what, like $17,000 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, well, yeah, one, the, my first one was like thirty grand. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but I was just like, it was, so me and you were like, so fucking you're stupid. Like, well, my thought was, I was like, surely, like, if I do... If I do this for two or three years... Yeah, <laughs> like, eventually gonna, I'll hit one. Yes, and I was like, you're right. We absolutely would. Uh, I feel like I'd hit in like, in 20 weeks, I would hit on that. Yeah, so I did it twice. And It'll never hit. Out of, uh, <laughs> so... One was an eight pick parlay. The other one was a seven pick parlay. And it's always player touchdowns. And I got one. That's so I got hard one, to do. I got one player scored a touchdown in each one. So I was I was one for seven. Or one for, <laughs> well, yeah. there's just not enough touchdowns in the week. But yeah. that yes, I I was you I was so sold on that immediately when you said it. I'm still gonna. You're do like it. it's kind of a stupid thing I do, but it, for some reason in my brain it feels like at some point. It has to it's hit. It's got to hit, man. I don't under like. It I feel seems like, this like is, the odds are. It feels like this is like a, not as bad as they look. A sure proof <laughs> thing, like like randomly it's gonna hit like yes. you just gotta like it's gotta be random it might take like three years you yeah, gotta do it every gonna nfl t- sunday my, yeah that like was my two, thought if it's years. like five ten dollar bets like i mean i could spend like a thousand dollars and it's still worth it right yeah definitely as long as one fucking hits yeah damn actually that makes me want to do it less though because thinking about spending a thousand dollars over the course of a couple yeah, but of years think about winning 30 grand i know it's true that's a good point yeah. i'm back. <laughs> back i'm back in um anyways yeah I'm, off. no i'm already yeah but i'm, I'm already is, kind of over it put it put money on nashville it's really good i, I don't know what it I, is. I might put a little on nashville though because they seem like the type of team that could in it, why not this year yeah. why not nashville in this year well, we've talked about this is the type of year that a team like nashville would fucking go on and and make like the finals or win the whole damn thing. Yeah, I mean, why we, the fuck not? We've talked about um, like Nashville's when you're that good defensively, like yep, a single elimination tournament, like you're you're made for that. Like mm-hmm. you could, yeah, like this is the so type. We of might things. not accrue a ton of points over the course of a season because we, you know, the way we are right now are not always going to turn a draw into a win. So we had a lot of draws this season. I think the final the record ended up having quite a few more more draws than wins if i remember correctly i should probably check that um so nashville's now at 10,000 betting favorites so it's gone down which mm. means people are putting money on nashville people like are fucking digging the damn boys in gold baby philadelphia unions the favorites at plus 400 yeah fuck them that's still even a good, i know they're good but like plus 400 is still a good bet yeah actually maybe i'll maybe i'll throw What's a little that, like What's I have a little flutter on the union. Yeah, whatever. Um, Just kidding. I wouldn't bet on anyone else in the East except for my damn boys in acoustic blue. Yeah, no. Point. Uh, I think there's there's like this type of team is set up to do well in tournaments, and they might go in the first round, and we're fucking wrong. But um, yeah, I mean, right. That's the other thing is they could. So I guess they're like a, a highly variable team. Yeah, they're. But man, they're so good defensively. What like, are the chances just, we? What are the chances we lose this game to Miami, in your mind? Um, I would say like thirty percent. Okay, which still means it's possible. But basically, two out of three chance for Nashville. I think that's about right. We could definitely lose. Yeah, I'm I'm confident, but we could. We, if we lose, I'm not going to be crushed or like I can't believe this happened. No, I, think I could absolutely. This was. See it I think we're playing with house money now. This could be the fucking Iguain breakout game. He scores like three absolutely dog shit goals just yeah. because. I don't know. It could. I don't know. I I am. But I think we're better than I them. Feel I think like, we should be the favorite. I feel confident. I'm I'm confident defensively though. I I would say like Alcer's kind of fallen off a little bit recently. Yeah. It feels like since he got his red card. I wonder what the lineup will look like. What do you think is in Gary's mind? Do we want to 
do that now. Just we should prediction. maybe get into the news of. Um, okay, so we had Annabelle Godoy and Randall Leal um, called up for Panama and Costa Rica, respectively, and Leal did go and play for Costa Rica. Uh, Godoy suffered a what looked to be a. Pr- I don't. I don't even remember him going off the field, but he had a mild injury that brought him off the field in the in the uh, the final game of the, of the season and and didn't go here's my theory i've been waiting to share on on that that was planned he um you don't think he wanted wasn't actually hurt i think that gary maybe had a little bit i think he wanted them i don't know i think it's this is a conspiracy theory that i've yeah, developed it it's totally like a conspiracy it. theory but with one of the two players he's like we could probably get away with like saying they're hurt so they can't leave and get called up. Because the issue is, are we players that leave and have to come back, are they going to meet MLS's like quarantine protocols and like get the like needed number of, of negative tests to come back and play in their first-round playoff games? That's a good run. Um, yeah, and, and you, you didn't do your research for the episode, so I'll say this. <laughs> Go ahead, um, carry it, man. So, yeah, it was looking like Godoy picked up a knock, so he didn't get called up. So I, I still I haven't heard if he's healthy, but if you're saying... You, now they have they haven't said he's healthy. This yeah. guy, come deeper with me down into yeah. the into the funnel. Well, they haven't said anyone's healthy. They haven't. I don't think they've had like any press conference. He's healthy because he was never hurt, and he'll be okay. he'll start. He'll be in the starting okay. lineup. Um, I'm guaranteeing which is, it. If if your conspiracy theory is right, if I'm almost, wrong, come find me. It almost doesn't make sense because I feel like my address is beep, <laughs> and uh, beep, beep. you can come and beat the shit out of me. I think Adoy will start. This is my conspiracy theory but i think the it's reason, i've not heard anyone else say this the only hole but I godoy never got hurt and godoy will start in this game because the team knew they could get away with it with one of the two the only hole i seen your because we couldn't fucking lose both those guys the like only, maybe our two most important guys outside of joe willis yeah it's crazy that we would lose them both like can, how can you not talk to the fucking national if i'm gary or anyone with if I'm the mike jacobs how can you not call those federations and be like come on dude play someone else these fucking friendlies don't matter yeah and those players if 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 going and playing for their national or this is a question maybe if if going and playing for their national team if they knew that it would prevent them from playing in that playing game I wonder what they would choose. Yeah, um, I would really hope that they would choose to stick around and play in that playing so, game for their club. Now, obviously, you don't have the choice always. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. So my only hole in your theory. Well, I have a couple holes actually. Uh, <laughs> one. Um, can't imagine any holes in my if theory. they're gonna like fake an injury for one because they didn't want to lose both I feel like Liao is a more valuable player yeah to do that yeah because I feel like I like I really like Adoy Liao's been more important yeah he's become our most but I would important say, like, outfield player Anunga's been fine in the midfield in the absence of Mukhtar um, we're definitely fine in the midfield if Godoy's not playing I feel more confident with like Anunga or Derek Jones there versus like what we have on whoever the, would have replaced Liao yeah so there's that you're right and also um, I feel like Lee, our Godoy really loves playing for Panama, and I feel like he wouldn't like. I mean, I, you've seen that video of like the World Cup when Panama was like, oh, super into like, like they were proudly singing their like national anthem. It was yeah. really, really cool, and Godoy was in it. Um, also, not to derail you, but you and I and, and Sydney and our friend Jeremy in school was that 2015? No, or like when we were 20, just done with school. That World Cup, we went down to the Gold Cup in Atlanta. Oh yeah, and we watched uh, the U.S. men's national team lose to Jamaica, which was like, was the Klinsman still there? This was like the death knell for him, right? Yes, yeah, was still Klinsman. Um, 
or pretty close to the death knell for him. Um, but we won't, we drove down to watch the semis. That was one game. The other game, which we moved down into the lower bowl for, and is one of my top three, probably top five sporting events I've ever been to live in my life is we went down and watched the other semifinal, which was Panama versus Mexico, which was fucking wild. Yeah. And went back and looked at the Panama lineup and Anibal Godoy was in that game. Did he get a red? Because there was like, I think that had been like five reds given that game. And like, they were, I think there uh, were two, maybe three. That was there. Uh, it was really, really fun. It was crazy. Yeah. It was uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Godoy had played like had played a part in if that. If you can go look up that game, look, I think it's 2015 Gold Cup. It was in the Superdome in Atlanta. This was before yeah, Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium. Um, it was insane. There's like a red card early. Panama, one of the most like heroic performances you can imagine. They hold on into extra time. And I think Mexico gets like a penalty. They are defend like heroically for like 118 minutes, something like that. And then... Mexico gets a penalty kick like at the very end, like another second red card or third red card or something. Fans were going crazy because, I mean, down in Atlanta, it was like 100% like Mexico fans. It was just. Yeah, we sat with the Mexican But it felt fans like Panama really, got really screwed. Fun. And if you look up this game, like I'll try to link to some articles to it. Um, Panama got um, uh, like they refused to like, like do like. It, it, oh, Vela was in this game, too. Was he? Carlos Vela. It was cra- I think Gordado hit the penalty that won it. It was crazy. Uh, Anyways, Godoy started in that game. I, I, I had to go back and make that connection because I was thinking about Pan- uh, the Panamanian national team. I was remembering them in that Gold Cup semifinal. I was like, I wonder if our future Nashville yeah. player, Godoy, started in that game. And sure enough, he did. Yeah, he, he picked up a yellow. Godoy did. Yeah, um, yeah I feel like um, if anyone would have, like, I feel like Panamanians love playing for their national team, then I feel like Godoy wouldn't have probably been cool with that. Um, I think, yeah, so I there feel was like just Le- some reason why it made strategically more sense for them to pull it off with one or the other. Yeah, I feel like Leal makes more sense if you're a conspiracy theorist. I know. Right, he's so. a more important outfield player. right? He's our most important so, outfield player right now. But but for some reason, they can only do it. I don't know all the details. I just know this is what happened. Yeah, but your research, um, apparently there are, now MLS is going to do charter flights okay. for the players. Okay. So that prevents them from having a quarantine. Okay. So Liao and Pizarro can now play. Okay. Um, All right. So, I I mean, honestly, is this going to be like our first time ever having possibly a full line? Like assuming, and we can kind of get in our starting 11 prediction, but assuming Cadiz is now starting because the last two matches I think he came on at halftime. I think that's that's what we'll see. I think we'll see the Leao, Mukhtar, Cadiz front line that we've been waiting for. I think I'll just go ahead and start running through the rest of my predicted 11 there because I think... Will will start on the right then yeah. to provide some balance for those three to kind of do their thing a little more. And how exciting is that to, to, to be those three together? Yeah, like, we have yet to see those three together. Yep. Because um, I think Liao. No, I don't think Mukhtar's played with. Uh, that was his first game with Cadiz, and I mean, fucking hell of a game with him. What if Gary pulls the back three and back five? I'll I'll be very angry. <laughs> Eric Miller, right wing back. I mean. I don't hate it because I th- I do think like I trust him if, no matter it fits, what it does fit. Uh, John, I think my issues with the lineup is like who he's been playing. So it's like Eric Miller and like Andy Baba. Yeah. Um, but if it's like he doesn't have to rotate anymore. Yeah. This is just who's your best. What's your best team? We yeah. keep talking about what does first eleven mean. What is the first eleven team, in Gary's mind? We're gonna fucking see it. We are gonna yeah. see it. Anyone that is healthy we're gonna this is we know this is that's exciting in itself to learn like what does gary think is his yeah. best would you team would you rather start rios and have uh the like cadiz in your back pocket 
or would you like because what uh, i'd do it the opposite way you'd start cadiz yeah because i mean how confident are you going to feel if like 67 minutes still nil nil and like putting rios on i think you could do it either way i think you could justify starting rios. i would feel better if like I, th- I feel like i would feel more confident if like Cadiz came on as a super sub versus like Rios coming on as a super sub. Rios feels like a player in recent weeks in a little bit of a descent. Yeah. And Cadiz feels like a player on the ascent, on yeah. the rise. And this is with the assumption of like, we don't score. It's no nil like 67th minute. Like, who do you feel better as a super sub? But I guess, you know, whatever. Scared money, don't make money. We got to go big. Yeah. Put out the big guns. Yeah. Um, Whichever one can plays from the start is the one that Gary wants to see playing for longer, I would imagine. Yeah. Maybe, and I imagine, maybe he does some some Gary-ass shit, though. Maybe he does something crazy. Yeah, and I imagine if it's like no no, and you're subbing on Rios, you're probably not doing a like for like at that point. Like you're This is the last game of the season. Like You're going all in at that point, probably. Yeah. So might get to see both. But did you want to do your starting? Which I feel like we're... Yeah, gonna, I did the front I, four. We're going to have the exact same starting. The one that I think so. we'll see is Cotties or Rios up top. I'll, I think that we'll see Cotties. Yeah. And then behind them, left to right... I mean, you know how the the front three, front four is, is pretty fluid now and interchangeable. So I won't say left or right, but I'll just say Leal, Mugtar, and Will. Midfield to McCarty Godoy. And then we'll see Same back four. Uh Lovitz, Romney, Zimmerman, Johnston. And I think that team is better than whatever Miami puts out. And I think we win two one. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're gonna have the exact same lineup. Um so I'm not gonna go over mine, but I'm pessimistic, so I kind of like, but I also want to kind of go bold with my prediction and be like three one Nashville. Yeah, but that doesn't come off as being pessimistic towards the team. But uh, yeah, let me go three one Nashville. Um, though I could see us losing. So, <laughs> where are these goals coming from? You think Mukhtar? We he might go crazy. Yeah, I'll give it to. That's the thing that gives you the most hope. Like I feel like he... I feel like Mukhtar and Le- and Cadiz have something going on. <sighs> they might. Um, yep. He uh, Mukhtar seems to be the only one that can like get those set pieces into where like Cadiz won some. Um, we are such a threat from set pieces now though too. Yeah. Um, so we'll give Cadiz uh, two goals and I'll give Leal the other goal. I could see what if, what if Zimmerman bags a winner from a set piece in like sweet. the 88th minute? That'd be, that'd be pretty good. I, I, I could see him like punching Alistair Johnson in the face. He's just like <laughs> too hype. He, he can't even, he doesn't know what to do with himself. He just blacks out <laughs> and sees red. Uh, yeah, I'll go through I think we win, man. I think yeah. we win. If we lose, that's worth one thing money. we said the last time we recorded it was just like, this gives me stress for the reason that this, if we, if we lose to Miami in this game, we'll, it'll get remembered that, haha, like people thought Nashville were better than the regular season. Miami ultimately went and got it done in a single elimination game. When we all know the truth that Nashville has been, excuse me, better than this Miami team. Yeah. That makes me nervous. Yeah, that that part will suck, and it's gonna happen. Like if we lose, it's gonna be like, Miami was a better expansion team this year, which is not it's true. Not true, but, I know. <laughs> but I mean, no one gives a shit about that. Like, it's Miami. Everyone, it's whatever. Um, Do we know what the next round would look like? No, we shouldn't. Let's. I'm not even gonna look. I imagine we, as a seventh seed, we'd probably play the number two seed. Yeah, we would. Um. I don't know which is, is maybe Toronto. I feel like it's we cold. shouldn't even look ahead because yeah. we start doing that, we're definitely gonna lose. I mean, I already put money Me on it, would... so I'm already looking ahead. <laughs> I've already yeah. I've already spent the 
2.5k on it have you really uh, yeah it all was yeah you got any tv, TV. i helped you get this up um looking good you almost dropped it i feel like probably by yourself trying to put it up yeah you should have just because i helped you get it up here you should have just let me help you put it up on the mount yeah Short, scared money long, don't make long money story short, get that tv up long story short is uh so you the, can watch venom the mount bolts didn't fit so i had to go get new ones and josh had left at that point so i had to put this 70 inch tv up on the wall myself uh and i definitely like threw out my back yeah doing it uh i did almost drop it uh, <laughs> so but stupid. i got up there well i might good. take that 55 inch off your hands yeah cheers man um we just i need a. Uh, God, I can't figure out this joke. Hold on. Just cut this part out. Yeah, you'll get there. Uh, I need some relief, though, for it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't I need relief for giving you all this fucking unpaid labor this weekend? <laughs> um, Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll all be giving each other relief yeah. when Nashville wins this fucking playing game. Come on, baby. Okay, so I thought this would be a quick one, and I thought that... Where are we at now? I thought we'd spend much less time previewing the Nashville game than this. It's been 37 minutes. Okay. Let's, let's get to the U.S. Well, before we get to the U.S., let's touch real quick, super quick. Gary got seventh in Coach of the Year. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Should have finished higher. Um, I think should have finished lower. Um, let's go to... Yeah? You a big fan of Toronto's coach? Nah, I just wanted to trash Gary. He Honestly, seventh. One last step. He probably... Sh- on it, I, I'm still not a fan of like what I've seen recently, but I mean, when you're an expansion team that everyone thought you were going to be bad and you're seven seed, like, even though I don't think he, I think we almost performed in spite of him. Uh, whatever. Like you're, you're yeah, you're still going to get, like, you still probably deserve, uh, just for being on the like, coach of the team the to go higher. So I feel like at least, I feel like he probably deserved top three. Okay. I was going to say what, Okay, so you think he deserved top three? Not from like a do I think he did a good job, but from the like aspect of like an expansion team that everyone thought was going to be bad, uh, and they ended up being seven seed in the playoffs. Like you, you think almost he, you think he underperformed? Yeah, I I think what? Yeah, we've I don't done understand this. You? Yeah, I think I don't yeah. understand you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, I think we could have done better than what we have. <sighs> what grade do you give Gary then? A C, for this season. You give him a C. Maybe you say B. passing grade. Maybe a B. I don't like the way that I don't like how he like the com handled situation. I don't like how he handled that, and I don't like um, the lineup he did in like the last month of the season. I hear you want a com. That's a dark mark on his record because you really hope that you could work that out. Yeah, that you would. I mean, we don't know, but it's hard to imagine. I feel like when you're like a top level manager like that, how can you? completely fall out with what appeared to be such a big talent like that that could have been such an important part of this team yeah i know i give you shit for bringing up a calm too much when like you know it's sort of over but at the same time that was a, a signing that we were excited about and we've talked about how will is what he is he's an okay player serviceable he doesn't make a lot of mistakes and he can be valuable but we say that's the position in this first 11 where you could probably upgrade most easily yeah the um, com that we did see in small in flashes was offensively an upgrade on that on real yeah and maybe he works with the com over the course of the season and and gets him to work a bit more defensively it seemed like there was more potential there in that position with a com yeah. and so maybe that's a missed opportunity for gary and a mark against him but that's 
close to like one of the only things. And sometimes think, managers just have things like that. Some and Gary might have been on the fucking right. Maybe a com is a fucking like child molester or something. Maybe he's a okay, piece of okay, shit. Cut the, you want to cut that part <laughs> I out? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> we don't uh, know. Yeah, he might keep. The, he might be a piece of shit. We he's don't a know. No, maybe he's a nonce mate. Yeah. Um. But he's and a then diddling, I also kids. no, he's not. I haven't but, been a fan of like a lot of his subs that he's done. Um. I mean, I think he's gotten a lot out of not a ton in the squad. I think you can't get but, less than an A minus, maybe. I feel like almost some of that's like self inflicted, though. Like, he got a lot out of a squad that he kept subbing on USL players. Like, you're like, who oh, else was there? That's what he had. I mean, D- besides David, one guy, Akam. David Akam. That has really <laughs> sullied your opinion of him. Yeah. What if the Akam thing had never happened? If we don't have him on a team, then I'd, yeah, you probably. I mean, that's what we have. That has been so important to you. You feel like that has prevented Nashville from being something more than what they have been already this season. Uh, I, think you're, and, you're, I think you're fixated on it. That you need and, to let it go. That and again, I think he overused some of his, um, the USL players. Um, but With like all the starts for Legrasse and stuff? Because that came in a, in, a, in yeah. a stretch where we actually got a lot of good results. Um, and again, this is just from like me sitting on a couch perspective. I don't know what happens behind the scenes and like maybe he's forced to do it. But from my perspective, on sitting on a couch, I thought um, he overused. Like, I thought Wynn didn't look good outside that Atlanta game, and he kept using him for a little bit. Um, I'm still not that high on Lagressa. I don't. I think you're maybe higher. Taylor, I gr- grew on me, so that was fine with me. Um, and I like Anunga and Derek Jones. So right. um, I think the like Lagressa and the Wynn. Stuff probably. I think he overused them. But again, when you're playing like three games in the course of seven days, maybe you have to. I don't know. I give Gary an A, A minus at the least. So, differing opinions there, but we both predict a win on Friday. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. We're we gonna try to go to the game. What's the deal with uh, tickets? So the Nashville Marathon got canceled, but this was this was supposed to be a quick discussion. But yeah, the Nashville the Marathon got canceled. So they're now looking into increasing more seats for okay. the game, yeah. um, which, while bad optics, it, I mean, it makes sense. Like, the the marathon's a lot more condensed. Like you're yeah. closer with everyone versus like a big ass stadium. No, I it still looks. It just sounds. Yeah, it just sounds like let's cancel this one event because of COVID, but then also increase attendance in another event because of COVID. But I don't think people see it like that or there's been a should. I think some people on Twitter were like, Hmm. this is this, this doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you like boil it down running, running sucks. (laughs) When you boil it down to like, I've been running quite a bit. We boil it down to like what the marathon is versus what like the stadium is. I don't think it's totally different. Yeah. When you're trying to, yeah, you're doing like a 5k or some kind of organized race like that in pretty close together. They might get shit for it, but, uh, Whatever. Um, I don't know if we'll go. We'll see. That was the end of that. How are you feeling about the NBA draft? <laughs> it doesn't feel like the NBA draft's tomorrow. I know. It's weird. Yeah. Are you closely tracking any no. Miami prospects? All right, no. good. We'll I, just assume we'll, I just assume that we'll pick someone up in, from Kentucky, and he'll be like the best rookie next year. Nice. Um, we should talk U.S. men's national team, eh? No. Uh, we played twice in the past week. We played Wales on Thursday. Nil-nil draw. Felt like we were playing a pretty unimpressive Wales side. No Gareth Bale or Ben Davies, the two sort of big Welsh names, I feel like, the Tottenham regulars. Um, Wales were also without their manager, Ryan Giggs, who's under investigation, I think, for domestic assault. Nice. 
Good yeah. job. Um, but I would say the U.S. came out of the gates uh, and looked stronger right off the bat. So the midfield three was the highlight of that game for me. I want I want to go through this one a little quicker so we can focus on the the second game, which was much more exciting. But um, we got to see the new recruit Eunice Musa. Um, he's played for England youth international teams. Uh, has bounced around uh, a bunch in he's his, with in his short now. life. He's only 17 still, I think. Yeah. Um, and he is playing. He's like starting games for Valencia now. I guess as a right midfielder, but played in a midfield three with Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney. Um, I thought it looked like a hell of a prospect. Um, yeah, I think the first game I wasn't as impressed as I thought I would be. Um, I still think like our best midfield's probably Geo, because the lot both games they had Geo on the wing, but I still think it's Geo McKinney and Adams. But I agree. Um, you kind of have when you're trying to recruit a guy, you kind of have to just like force him into the lineup. So I kind of get why they did it. I still think Musa would be a rotation option. Yeah, for Adams and McKinney. He's young and he lo- he looked good. It just I like, but doing a midfield two to play behind Giorena, who should play as a ten, but in these games for squad reasons had to play sort of on the right wing and the left wing. Yeah. Um, but I think the best U.S. team will have Pulisic on the left wing, Reina in the middle as the ten, someone on the right who gives a shit, someone up top as a striker, um, and then two midfielders behind them, which will be two of Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney. Yeah. Or potentially Eunice Musa, who yeah, and offers a really nice third option there in a midfield too. Yeah, and I don't want it to sound like I didn't think he looked good. He did. I think the hype that was like about him before the game, I was like, oh, this is is this like a world class player? And uh, no, like he he was good. He's probably better than like most of our midfield. He just came depth. out of nowhere though. Yeah. I'd never heard of him, and it's just like. Yeah. Wow, what a really well, then you good, even, another 17-year-old And then, and then you even tweeted about like how good his highlights looked, and I was like, oh, shit, this guy's going to be like... I know, that highlight video, the I was like, beat was all set. Yeah, I was like, oh, this guy <laughs> like really this guy might be better. And I thought Gio, honestly, like I think Gio's a better midfielder than him. Yeah, well, they're not competing, I don't think, for the same position. Who's, I think you would play Musa in like a true midfield three, um, which I, you saw him playing in a true midfield three with Weston McKinney as like his counterpart as like box to box guys that'll get forward a bit more and come back. And then Adams played behind them as like the holding Who played behind Leggett. Um, so Leggett was playing as a false nine and you funnily joked like a lot of other people. It was still funny that well, we talked, we found a way to get an MLS yeah, player. We joked, I think <laughs> D- Daniel said we joked about it on a podcast. I don't remember it, but found a way to get an fun. MLS player in the, in the European camp lineup. Yeah. But he literally did. Yeah, he fucking did. I it. guess Legette plays for the Galaxy, and they're not in the playoffs. Yeah, so they so let him go. Him over. And once Sargent wasn't able to make it, he took his spot. He but needed another fucking. Yeah, it's funny that we joked, and then uh, he actually did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm misremembering how where Moon, uh, Eunice Munza played. I thought he played behind Legette. He sort of did. He was he he would he, take play, take turns with Weston McKinney being the most. Advanced midfielder out of that three. Yeah. He's. I, th- I thought he played where I, I would assume Gio would have played. Had Gio played of, in the, yeah. and that's where I said like I thought I think Gio's a probably better player at this point from what I've cause I've watched Gio more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Rain is a but huge. But if you're saying that he that's not really the position he's meant for, and I didn't watch any of his highlights, so I don't know. Then I I take your word for it. Um. But that's I don't know. Fun. I mean, that was yeah. Like him getting you know getting our first view of him in that first game, you know, 
definitely not as much to take away from that one as the second, which we can go ahead and get into the Panama game. Well, I did want to talk about Wales and there's like, um, I didn't think it was a good game for Berhalter at all. And I'll, I mean, I'm going to obviously complain about playing legit. Uh, Yeah. That was funny. Especially um, when you saw what the strikers, the striker options did in the second game. Yeah. And then that's also another one is because, um, uh, I wasn't a fan of not putting Soto in there because Soto's also a dual national that there's been rumors that he wants to play for Chile. So he needs to be kind of recruited still. Yeah. In the same way that Munza, the same way that we, it seemed like they almost forced Munza in the lineup for that recruitment. They didn't do that for Soto. And obviously in the second game, Soto proved that maybe he should have been in the first lineup. Um, he looked really fucking good. Yeah. We'll get in that later. But, uh, and then, actually, I think that might have been my only complaint. I think maybe some of the subs I didn't care for. Um, but I think I liked Miazga and, and John Brooks. I think I, w- I would have liked to see Chris Richards play more because I do think he's the future next to John Brooks. And I don't think he played it. I don't think he subbed on in the first game at all. And I think he subbed on late in the second one. So I'm not a huge fan of how he handled that. But I don't think Richards is in, like, is going to. I don't think he's a dual national, so it doesn't really matter. I think Weston McKinney stood out in the first game maybe more than he even did in the second where we saw a better team performance, but I feel like he is becoming like a complete midfielder. I think when we saw him play for Schalke, when we when we saw him play for Schalke, he was really seemed like he was there more for what he could offer you off the ball, Yeah, which was a lot, which defensive, as a defensive midfielder, uh, me and you, I think, both thought he looked like a really, really good prospect. Now, I haven't caught him playing for Juventus yet, but it seems like he's developing into like a really fully like two-way player. He seems really like intelligent in the way he moves, like when we're in possession and and also like seem like he took on a lot of responsibility. He's not like a very dribbly guy. He doesn't have quick feet or like seems like he's somebody that wants to go like 1v1 and try to like beat his man necessarily. Um, but he was doing that a little bit in that first game just because like no one really else was there to kind of do it. Yeah. Um which was actually kind of encouraging because it was just like, damn, like this isn't the type of player he is. Like ideally you'd have Pulisic or someone else kind of performing this role. But right now he's sensing the need that somebody has to kind of do this type of shit. He he sees that he knows that. And so he's just like, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to take that responsibility and do it myself. He did that. He did that with Shaka. And I, I, th- I probably watched more Shaka games than you did um, one. Cause they were very Maybe. boring and he was bad, but um, <laughs> he was, I mean, towards the end of this, this, the restart for Shaka, he was like, one of their biggest offensive scoring threats. Like I think he was, I think at one point, like their last like three games, he was the only one to score goals and I think he had two of them. So like he was, he was an offensive threat for sure. Goal threat for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I mean, we probably, I don't know if we ever talked about it in the pod. Um, but I always thought he was better, but shock was bringing him down. And it's the same thing. I feel like I kind of feel with Josh Sargent as well is, um, I think if he, whenever, uh, he gets on a better team. We're gonna be we're gonna be surprised at how good he actually is. We agreed. Schalke was bringing him down, yeah. and he needed to get the fuck out. And I make, I think I also thought going straight to Juventus was just like damn. Like I don't think anyone thought he was gonna go I didn't to a think, club that big. Yeah, I think when we were talking about like transfer rumors, it was like rumors were like Southampton. People that aren't U.S. fans, like analytics guys, or just like general like journalists, analysts, fans of the games that I followed were v- pretty unimpressed with the signing. They were like, this is not a Juventus-level signing. Yeah, and he's been decent for Juventus. I don't he had know, a really man. I haven't seen him for Juventus, but for us, I mean, yeah, he seems like a, a prospect still. He's still very young, I think. Yeah. How old is he, 21 even? Yeah. 
still very young, but yeah. already like a leader on this young in this young core. Yeah, on this one he on but Adams cores, kinda looks yeah. like a leader too. I mean, I think mentally and like the mindset of this team, you could see it in the first game and you really saw it in the second game. They're they are at a at a at a higher level mentally and tactically. Yeah, I think Adams especially is um both of them are intelligent and, players. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, McKinney's been decent. For, he he started like the first game and was like almost man of the match for that game, and then uh, he kind of cooled off. And then he's started on. He's been on the bench because I think some of their midfielders started to get healthy for again. You, yeah. Um. So, I uh, yeah, I think that was a big jump. I didn't. I when we were talking about transfer, I think we were thinking mid table for like Premier League level. I was thinking yeah, like Sheffield United. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I feel like Juventus is a, probably a pretty. If you're gonna learn. That's a really good spot to learn. If you're gonna learn under a midfielder, yeah, yeah, Andre Pirlo, right? Um, I and mean, he, there's no one better. Pirlo seems to really like him, and yeah, he wanted him, which is he, a I good could sign. see why. I could yeah. see it. I could see that him seeing like all the tools there, especially the mentality. He's so aggressive. I remember watching him uh, in an interview before the restart after COVID when Bundesliga was coming back, and he was just like, "I want to, I was like, I want to hit somebody." It was like a football player. Yeah, he was like, "I want to." You know, I want to I want to crack somebody yeah. like I'm ready to fucking rock and roll. Um, um, if you could add some of the, the tactical nows to that, then you could see why somebody like Pirlo would would want to bring that type of kid yeah. in. What do you think of the second game? It was incredible. So yeah. we played Panama then on Monday um, after the nil nil draw against Wales and got a six two win, which I, I maybe we're not excited enough for it or like maybe that balance it was a weird game though where like we went down early yeah and then we scored three quick yep. goals and then they came back late in like the 70th 80th minute and made it three two yeah and we scored three quick goals again right it felt a lot closer than six two which yeah. sounds like a stupid ass thing to say because yeah. you see that if you didn't watch the game you'd be like six two holy shit we walloped yeah. them it didn't really always feel like that no even when we went down early like i felt like uh just because of the times that they scored does they scored early so we yeah. had to come back from one nil down, and we went up to a two one lead. And then the three one lead, and then they quickly came back to three two. I think, right? No, the three two was late. Oh, okay, but then we scored three quick ones. Then we again. scored three quick ones. Yeah, at the um, end. Um, but I thought we controlled most of the game in the first half. I thought we were really, really good. I think Obviously, we scored we in the first half, and in the second half, we scored three goals in like an eight minute window. In the first half, we scored three goals. Uh, Reina kicked off the scoring for us from a pretty clever free kick. Nice to see him. First goal for get his first goal. Yeah, the red, I white, think and three three players in that game got their first goals for the national. He team. didn't even celebrate. No, which, I, which just, was kind of cool. I I like his mentality. I, I like the mentality Man. of all these guys. Yeah, he's I mean just that's like, just such a good. That's going to be such a good midfield of Gio Reyna and McKinney and Tyler good. Adams. They're really good prospects. Like, like you have a midfield that's what Juventus, Borussia Dortmund. And RB Leipzig. You kept That's, seeing those sort of lineups with like the clubs they play for, like below their faces or whatever. We had more, leading up to this camp, and it's at some point seeing all of the hype around it and seeing the same names, and they'd put Josh Sargent in there just so they could put like another Bundesliga club, and it was just like, look at the big clubs, look at all that. And it almost got to be too much, and I was like, I was almost kind of like, chill out, everybody wait. Like, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean because we have more players playing for you know top five European clubs clubs in the in in the top five european leagues that were necessarily going to be so much better but i think we did see that that is necessarily so much better. yeah i think it almost especially at times even during the wales game it felt like we were like almost toying with them like we were better than wales for sure and and especially in the panama played in the euros there was it was i've never seen 
one I've never like I've never seen such a like a creative US men's national team. Like they were just toying with Panama, especially the Oh, the, towards uh, the end. The oh last my God. Soto goal. I don't know if you saw it. Yes, like, yes. Um it was just ridiculous passes. Dude, the the last goal in the ninetieth minute. Yeah, I just have in my notes, get the fuck out of here with this. Yeah. Like this is crazy. Yeah. So we just like half of the team just like sauced for yeah. like thirty seconds. Like just yeah. We're toying with them. Um, I did want to... Um, and you got Ledesma's second assist to um, Soto. Sebastian Soto off the bench. Speaking of strikers, though, we should give some time for Nicholas Gioacchini. Yeah. Um, I'm a well, in the from the old country. Uh, very Italian name, which I love I don't to know see. if he... Is he a dual national? Uh, probably. He's probably eligible for a couple of countries. Yeah, but. I, it does make me feel better about our... Because I think we were both saying like... The striker position, like our, yeah. our, yeah, who's going to replace Altador, um, and Sergeant. Just while I still think he's really good, I think he's kind of having the same issue McKinney has. Like, and I think people aren't as high on him anymore because of how he's performed with Waterbrim. Um, I don't think that's his fault, but I mean, seeing uh, Sebastian Soto, if he picks us, and then uh, how do you pronounce it, Gioni? Uh, Gioacchini. Gioacchini. Yeah, he looked. Also, he looked good. good. He looked, um, he looked good. Yeah. Um, but even if he didn't score those two goals, he was taking up the positions of a true number nine. Yeah, which is going to make any team better when you're not doing a, a false nine kind of situation like we kind of were doing legit yeah. in the first game. And I don't know. I think we'll be fine. I think also. I mean, we also are going to have Pulisic. Yeah. And yeah, adding Pulisic to this group, like Pulisic, Reyna, it's going to be like adding fucking jet fuel. Whoever. I mean, basically. I still think probably the right wing is probably going to end up being Morris, which I'm f- I actually, for being an anti-MLS on the national team, I, I think I like Morris, and I think he'll fit well. Um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, whoever's that striker, it might not matter when you have Jordan Morris and Pulisic. And I think we're Gio deep Reno. now. I yeah. think we're deep in, like, most positions. Yeah. We're not super deep at fullback. Do you agree with the claim of, I think Stu Holden said it on the broadcast, uh, Serginho Dest is both our best right back and best left back at the moment. Yeah, he, he, I did, start, well, he played as a right back in the first game and, and then played as a left back in the well, second. I did want to touch on that. I was trying to touch on it before, but you were talking, so I didn't. But uh, we do have more Barcelona players playing for U.S. Men's National Team than Spain does. Wow. <laughs> uh, so we have two: we Conrad, have Conrad and Conrad Serginho Dest. Um, I thought Serginho Des and Weston McKinney were the two best players in the first game. I thought it was funny on the broadcast. They said like Conrad De La Fuente put just Conrad on the back of his jersey, and they were just like, "We we're going back through the archives. We can't remember anyone who's ever done this." And then they brought a player off the bench who just had Johnny on his on the yeah. <laughs> who was that kid? Johnny. I didn't know anything I about him. Know him. Um, um, I don't remember him either. Guys that came off the bench that I was impressed with that I had never once seen play. Um, uh, obviously Sebastian Soto came on and scored two garbage goal. Garbage time goals late. Oh, which, is this for both games or? Um, yeah, both okay. games. I'm just thinking of now. Um, also, that Ledesma, Ledesma he, he first really came good. on his first couple touches, first couple involvements. I was like, damn, this fucking kid is shit. Is This is not his level. And then he had two sweet crosses from the right yeah. wing. Him and, and uh, Soto, Soto played at Real Salt Lake together. Yeah, you're at Real Salt Lake Academy, which yeah. apparently produces some pretty good prospects. We always think of Dallas as being the big one out of the U.S. at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he looked good. I thought Olilana's looked really good the first game. Yep. And I don't think he did as well starting the second game. I thought he looked good in the second game. Did I thought you? he okay. provided some like a tr- some more true wing play that was needed. Yeah, I thought he looked really he good subbing on the second game. Um, I, I think I don't. I, I feel like I was impressed with that Johnny kid. 
Um, I don't remember him as much, but Ledesma ended up being impressive. Soto, Giovacini from the start, I think, is now a striker option. I guess he's, you know, scoring pretty regularly in, in the French second division, which, yeah, who knows, man? I mean, who knows? Maybe, I mean, that's probably a pretty decent level because those teams want to be in Ligue 1, and they're, a lot of them are close to being in, in Ligue 1, which is the top five league in Europe. Yeah. So, you know, you can't trash the French second division probably. Yeah. Because he's, you know, a, a, a whisker away from being at the highest level you can play European soccer at. Yeah. Um, I, I do think we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Which is? My boy. What happened? Timothy Weah. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> he just does, I mean, I feel bad for him because. Seems to have lost his step. He It does, but like also he's not getting, like he got more chances in the second game. I think he came on with like 20, 30 minutes left, but. Like for Lily, I'm again pronouncing that Lily. wrong. Lil, uh, he only gets like I think at most ten minutes a game. Is and he then, still working his way back from injury, or is he just having a hard time getting minutes right now? Um, the coach is saying he's still coming back. Um, but you know how that goes. Yeah. Um, he's tweeted a couple times, being like, kind of hinting at like this is a really hard time for him. Like he tweeted like thanks for the national team. Like, uh this has been like a difficult time for me and I really appreciate like you guys bringing me and stuff like that. Wants to be playing more. Um, sure. But then again, he gets like 10 minutes in the first game and I'm like, like it's gotta be so hard to like come back from injury and like get a rhythm when you're only getting like 10 minutes a game. And then he it's got very, very hard. He got, um, played more of the second game and I thought he looked actually pretty good the second game. I don't know if like it's still not the level that he was pre injury, but, um, he was involved in that like Soto play. I I thought he looked really good, but yeah, I don't know if he's gonna come back to where he was, which kind of sucks because I was really high on him. Still young, right? What twenty one? Yeah, he is. Um, thing, man, and the the average age of of both starting elevens was so young. Yeah. Still, I mean, we don't, and there's not. It's not like there's a World Cup immediately on the horizon. We'll have qualifying starting relatively soon, but it's not like we need these guys to be the finished product like right now. But there's more potential in the u.s men's national team depth pool than i've ever seen ever it's got a ghost in here there's also a ghost in your apartment <laughs> I, I didn't know it's where your washer and dryer were but thanks casper now we know um that's weird um yeah i forgot what point you're making but i did yeah i thought <laughs> the first i'll bring up the i thought anthony robinson was probably one of the worst players the first game which sucks is i really like anthony um, it'd be nice, I didn't think if, if, it'd be nice if somebody would grab hold the left. I didn't think Reggie spot. Cannon looked that bad though. Reggie Cannon looked good. He was playing on yeah. the right when Des played on the left. Yeah. Um, so think, do, you, do you think that's what's our what's our best defense to you? What did you make of a uh, Chelsea owned Matt Miazga? I still think the future is going to be Chris Richards. Um, yeah. The, from what the games I've seen him play in Bayern, he's really good. Um, he should have had like three assists the the game. The one game that he started, he looked good in his cameo. And he for also us. see the thing. He also played uh, in a fullback spot for that game. So right. I mean, he's also maybe. I mean, maybe you do go Miazga and put Chris Richards at fullback. Sucks that we didn't get to see him more to like see if that was a possibility. Um, but um, yeah, if I, if I had to guess, the center backs would be John Brooks and Richards. Brooks looked classy on the ball, very yeah. classy. I didn't like. Reem and Miazga, that that second goal that it, they yeah, gave. Yeah, I didn't like that center back pairing either. That second goal they gave up, they just stopped. And for I'm like, never super stoked to see Tim Reem. I want to like him. I love like a left-footed center back. Yeah. He seems like a good character. He, he just seems like a... 
Fulham a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, but I think like champ, like mid table championship definitely seems to be like his level. Yeah. Um. But and it it's weird. Like the second goal that Panama scored, um, they thought it was offsides and they just stopped playing, and that's how Panama scored. Um, which you would think like the two oldest guys on the team with the most experience, like you can't like you're making mistakes that like all these other kids aren't making. What do you see happening in Miazga's career? So he's owned by Chelsea. He's on loan at Anderlecht right now, getting coached yeah. uh, by Vincent Company. So one of the best Premier League center backs of, of recent history. I think is you, there a way back for him into the Chelsea team? No, I don't think he's no gonna, path back. No, ever. not Chelsea. I think, um, he you probably hope that you find a for like the national team perspective, like. I think you can get by with Miazga and like a John Brooks, but I think that's probably where you hope to improve that Miazga spot. I think probably best is him coming on as a sub. Maybe Richards will come in and I mean, and a Richards, he's Brooks, young and Richards Brooks is 28 now. I mean, he's not, he's, he's a leader, a veteran leader now on this team, despite yeah. not being in his thirties or anything. Yeah. You could see him with like a young, hot prospect center back, like Richards, who's young as well for Bayern Munich. What? 19. Yeah. And, and I think once we get, I mean, it's still like two years away from the uh, World Cup, I think. So Richards will probably uh, eventually take over, and and maybe we'll see him for the uh, Olympics because I think that's what U twenty three next year. Um, yeah. So maybe his time's coming. We're gonna have to really split players too. It's there's a lot of competitive competitions coming up next year, right? Olympics. Yeah, and apparently the Olympics they're saying like it's not on the FIFA calendar. So clubs aren't obligated, clubs aren't to, send obligated to send their players. So I don't know who we'll see. Um, so you probably won't get like a Pulisic, but you'll probably get like a Richards who's kind of subbing on for Byron. Who they can probably let go for a couple of weeks. Um, and then probably some of the lower league players. Um, but yeah, I think, are we doing like a future prediction for the U S men's national Maybe. team? I was just going to say, what are like the, one, two, three, like big takeaways that you have, like from this camp. Like we were very excited to was, see this. We've been waiting for it for a couple yeah. of months now, right? I was already excited for the Reina Adam or Reina Adams McKinney midfield, and I'm even more. I think it, it exceeded the expectations that I already had for that. Um, I thought Dest also exceeded expectations, and I was already kind of high on Dest. Man, star. he looks so fucking good. His feet are so quick. Yeah. Um, I almost wouldn't be upset with seeing him play further forward if we could find somebody else to play right back and left back. Yeah. Because he's just like, he's the type of player as a fullback that is like, is such a next level talent. I think that you could justify playing him further forward for a yeah. team like the U.S. And he's, yeah, he's so fucking good. Um, and then uh, I think those were probably my two big takeaways that and like, uh, I thought we did well. And then just imagine like throwing Pulisic into this. Yeah. Like it's very we, we did we did well and we didn't play our best player. True. Probably maybe I'm trying to think of who our best players are. I mean probably that's probably Pulsick and then I would say probably you have Pulisic, like McKinnon, McKinney and Adams is probably Brooks, your next. McKinney Adams, yeah. So yeah, what what is the core of this team right now to you? Uh McKinney McKinney Adams, Adams and Pulisic. Pulisic. That's fair. And that's a, that's they're a all damn those, good spine to keep building on. Those guys are yeah, still young. They're all the same age. They're all think, playing for the best possible teams, basically, they could be playing for. Yeah. I'll throw Destin there as well now after watching him play in these two games. Yeah. On the think, right, on the left, doesn't matter. I think he's good as hell. I think Dest is a little younger, so when I think of, like, the core, I think of, like, the like Pulisic, McKinney, and Adams all grew up together playing together. And uh, 
they that's yeah. is more of a frosting on the top or like a yeah yeah like yeah, then yeah. You, you throw in dust and rain a in bonus. there and it's just like yeah. sprinkles on the, the ice cream it's a good team yeah. um i would say the big takeaways for me uh i think the midfield three had a lot to offer i thought Eunice musa was is a huge addition as yeah. a 17 year old has to probably be considered one of the top young prospects like in the world right now like playing for a top european side um he was impressive it was fun to see him he, he's more of like a zone mover i think with like his dribbling ability than any of the other midfielders that we yeah. have it is kind of nuts to like think like five even five years ago like if we would have had like a ledesma and a uh Yunus Munsa and like a conrad de la fuente like we'd have been like super excited like oh man this is like the youth and like we have a youth on top of that already like these are just like extras at this point yeah like you're like like conrad oh yeah he'll be good for to come on for like pull sick or something like it's nuts that like where are the talent that we've grown in the last like five years yeah um and like then we just from, i would say we went from like excited for like the jesse zardes and the like mixed disc route mix to me i thought he was the savior playing in the norwegian i can't tell you're like he was That's playing a, for like a mid-table Norwegian side, but I really did. I was just like, yeah, you this guy, really I was like, this guy's next level. He's like, we don't have anybody like this at this level. But yeah. now, yeah, mixed history. I'm trying to think of like guys who doesn't are, get in that group, obviously. Guys who were in that like 2014 World Cup that like, well, John Brooks was Julian in there. Green. Julian Green. Yeah. Yeah, like Aaron Johansson. He was playing in like the German third division for like yeah. Bayern Munich 2. And we were just like, wow, what Aaron, a high level to be playing at. Aaron Johansson. Yeah. Uh, like those guys and like. This n- is a different animal. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's nuts. I thought come. the ability of the European base players to come together in a very short period of time under weird circumstances, um, their ability to look already like really familiar with each other off the ball. So they implemented like a pretty cohesive press. Like always, we're trying to win the ball back quickly. Yeah, which um, I've never seen from a. I don't exactly. Think I've seen from yes, a we've never team. really seen that an ability for eleven players to do that together um, from U.S. men's national team uh, groups previously. So the fact that they could come together and do that in like weird circumstances in a short period of time just sort of lends credence to the idea that like these European-based players are tactically, mentally working at a higher level than the MLS players yeah. available I mean, for the just, U.S. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, I really hate to say that. I wish it wasn't the case. But to me, that is very glaringly obvious. Also, not just off the ball, on the ball, some of the sequences of possession that they had, um, especially like the end of that Panama game. I mean, I know they were kind of piling it on, but it's just like, God dang, like it's just it's it's a, it's a new thing that a group of, of any U.S. players, U.S. eligible players right now playing in MLS would not have looked that good. No. And there's I mean, a better young group of guys right now over in Europe. I think we definitely have to accept that. That was one of the most fun US men's national teams. It ever. was. Like it's, and it made me realize like probably how boring the other games like we've yes. just been watching boring. It's going to raise our standard for sure. For like the last 10 years and we've become like desensitized to it. And then you watch this and it's like, holy maybe shit. Maybe this is the level now. And These I, guys are so young. We could have yeah. 10 years of this group. And imagine how much better like Gio Reyna is going to be in three years. Yeah, it's going to be. And Unbelievable. I think, I think it's nice because it's. I feel like it's going to force Berhalter's hand. Like, how are you going to like, how are you not going to play like a midfield of Reyna? How do you come out of that camp and, and say, 
damn, I got to find a way to fit Will Trap into this lineup. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You absolutely can't. Yeah. I like um, Will Trap, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. And and that's I'm happy for that because that's my biggest worry with this team is like we're going to get to like the World Cup and they're still going to try to like throw in like Michael Bradley fucking corpse into the lineup just because he's Michael like, Bradley is a hero to me for the US. I really like Michael Bradley, but like you know what I mean. Like yeah, that and uh, one thing I, I guess if we want to end on it um, – the year's 2022. For the World Cup? We're in the World Cup. Yeah. Is Berhalter, is Berhalter our, the coach? Oh. Um, yeah, I'd say so. What what okay. could happen that would perhaps get him fired? I think there's fired? a lot of... Uh, I think, depending on like what he does between now and then, if like he does kind of start to force... Uh, MLS players, I think there's going to be a lot of like pushback, and I, I think a lot of I think that. a lot of people are like waiting. Like it's, I think it's eventually Jesse Marsh's team that like hmm. we're just waiting for Borhalter to like do something, and then I think you got to let him have this whole cycle, though. In yeah. my in my opinion, okay, it's a fair question, though. I, a lot of people are high on Jesse Marsh. I get that, um, uh, and I think. Where is he at right now? Is he at Red Bull Salzburg or Red Bull yeah, Leipzig? He's in Red Red, Red Bull Salzburg, but okay. he's already stayed he's playing like, in Austria for what maybe the best team in Austria. That's where yeah. Erling I mean, Haaland was Champions before League. he went to Dortmund. Yeah, so he's he's, co- we have a, U- a U.S. coach coaching in the Champions League. Uh, definitely understandable that he would get some some hype. And he's already stated like his like he can't he won't turn down the U.S. national team mm-hmm. if they offer it to him. And it's one of those that I it's think it's probably better for us to have somebody like him coaching in the champions league though. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of fans want Jesse Marsh, myself included. Um, I'm willing to give Berhalter a chance. So I'm not saying like Berhalter out right now. I know I joke that I do, but, um, I think a lot of fans, I think, I think Berhalter's got a short lease, like with fans knowing that like Jesse Marsh is not right there. hardly any talk of Greg Berhalter necessarily going into this camp or coming out of it, which makes sense because I think the story was always going to be about this new, exciting group of players that a lot of us were getting to see, for the first time but how does he come out of this camp i mean i, I guess he it almost seems like maybe he couldn't have screwed it up or yeah, maybe I don't he think could he, have i don't think he could have screwed that up i mean he definitely didn't screw anything up necessarily yeah i mean and i thought some, again i thought some of the subs were questionable but as long um, as he gave everybody a chance to play i think that there wasn't really much of a way he could screw it up no i don't i think it was hard to screw it up um there's just so much like talent in that like what's on the field like you can't it's hard to screw that yeah up. last thing i will say to not fully trash mls because after all this is a podcast generally about yeah. an mls we team talk about zimmerman's potential on the national team definitely potential for zimmerman to play in the squad there's definitely center back minutes i don't up think for grabs. i don't think there's much of a drop off i'll say i don't think there's much of a drop off between zimmerman and probably miaska not at all yeah not at all um i would also say i think that the U.S. men's national team, our best striker options are are all probably in MLS right now. Obviously, Giovacchini and Soto both got two goals in the second game and looked good. But I am really excited to see a couple of MLS strikers when yeah, they eventually Darryl get DK in and, for the U.S. Uh, and Burhalter has mentioned that he's excited to work with Daryl D.K. Um, Ao Akinola that was banging in the goals for Toronto early on in the season. Yeah, twenty-year-old uh, American. Also, I'm really excited for uh, Jeremy Abobasi who always impresses yeah, you me when I see him play for him. Portland. Um, he's even, he's a left-footed striker that I think moves intelligently and, and has ability on the ball to where he could maybe even play as like that right winger that we thought maybe Timothy Weah would be. I still think that's Jordan's spot to lose. Maybe that's Jordan Morris's spot, and he's an exciting forward option as well. 
Um, also, maybe Jesse Zardes or Josie Altidore comes in and makes a difference. So then we would have like John Brooks as a veteran center back. We'd have a veteran striker and a bunch of fucking hot young talent there in the middle. Yeah. That's a recipe for a really good squad. A yeah, really I good think, team. Um, I think I when I did my like two, 2022 World Cup predictions, I think I had Altidore in there just because I wasn't, I didn't know what was, I, one, I, didn't, I mean, I, at this point, I didn't even know about the Gio Nietzsche. Giovanni, Giovanni, and so and Soto was still young and wasn't really like. I mean, he's in the second level. Um, or I think he played for like Norwich City last year, or maybe they're. Uh, he's on loan, maybe from Norwich now with yeah. somebody in the Netherlands, um, because I think a lot of those players, Soto, Ledesma, yeah, maybe that Johnny guy. I think they're in the Netherlands. But with that and like Sergeant, <laughs> Sergeant not doing well, um, I was like, I can't really see anyone taking like. You kind of just have to like by default put out the door there. Even though he's old or and not the same guy, um, yeah, and I think I'm, I probably have just a bad taste with Zardes, and he's probably fine. He's banging um, in the goals in MLS. Um, yeah, it's just every time he scores a goal for a national team, it's like off his head that he it was an accident <laughs> or something, and he accidentally scored. Um, well, more to come from from yeah. the U.S. I mean, this just seemed like it was the start of the new era. It'll be interesting to see. I think we play. I think we start doing qualifying World Cup qualifying in March. And you're gonna we'll have ready. Pro- and you're gonna probably hopefully at this point like you can play both Euro and MLS and we'll see kind of what Berhalter's idea of what the team's gonna be. And I swear to God, if there's more than like three MLS players in that fucking team, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> Berhalter out. Zimmerman doesn't count towards that though. No, if we I'll, see him, we'll be. Happy. I actually don't think Zimmerman. Actually, kind of like I feel like he might have a chance. He's every time he's played, and again, I don't know if it's just because. I'm like desensitized for the U.S. and they like they suck. So when I see when Zimmerman's played for the U.S. men's national team, he's looked really good. Yeah. But we also didn't have the talent that we have now on the team, so it's like hard to like be yeah. like, was he good for that team or is he is he just I don't know. I but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He's still like I feel like I'm gonna we're gonna end up seeing like Paul Ariel on the right wing, and Pulisic's gonna be on the bench or something. Uh, <laughs> Ariel, I'm so tired of seeing Ariel. Brad Gazan. I'm so tired of seeing Ariel and Guzan. Uh, how does Stefan look for you? Uh, he didn't have too much work to do. I don't remember. I thought much the of two him. goals that he allowed, there, there wasn't much he could do. Yeah. Um, Those so. seem like more team defensive errors. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else on either the U.S. or Nashville SC in our uh, inaugural kind of sort of playoff game? Not really a playoff game, playing game. How you no. feeling? I'm good. I'm excited for the game. Me too. Maybe we can go. Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of looking forward to like watching it here and like ordering pizza. I'm nervous. Yeah, let's watch it here. I'm too nervous to go okay. to the stadium. I feel like I'll jinx and it. And I don't know. Maybe it was just like, hopefully, Javier's not going to listen to this, but I feel like our seats weren't in like the best spots. <laughs> when we went, it was. I feel like it was like hard to see the they other side. I like I, the seats we had the, fir- the first. It was hard to see the other side of the field, and it wasn't like a good spot to like see. Like usually, if I'm like one in, I can like watch the jumbotron on the other end. And this just was a weird angle. I didn't like. I wasn't. A huge um, fan. yeah, no, I'm excited. No offense, Javier. Excited about the U.S. Excited about Nashville. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's gonna yeah. be a good weekend. Do we got anything else, listener? Did I you ask tweet for questions? No, I was gonna ask Mel for her questions. She said she had a bunch saved up for us, and I forgot to text her. So Damn we're dude. we're already at a minute twenty, so we could probably go ahead and wrap it up. Damn, dude. All right. All right, man. Cheers. Cheers. Peace. Peace. <laughs> That's a good one.